Welcome to your Monday Motivation. I'm your host, Matt Pandola. Hello, Matt Pandola. I am Jake Parker. This is episode 52. We're talking about visualization today, Matt. This one is important to me and I think important to all of us because if you don't visualize what you want, how do you know you want it? How do you know if you're on the right track and how do you get there? Helps if you have a roadmap or an idea of the end goal in your mind. And if you can focus on that in a positive and helpful way, I think you should. But Matt, first, Spartan Race was just this weekend, and uh, your wife, Erin, she went, didn't she? How did she do? Yeah, well, that's a great way, I think, to ask that question because it's what you always hear, right? Oh, how did you do? How'd you do? How'd you do? Yeah. What was your time? Or, And, you know, what, that's obviously still important to us, but it's the, the process. So first, I'd like to say I'm proud of the process, the dedication. She doesn't really love to run, but she got really good at running and she got really efficient and comfortable with her running. So that was something that was a personal goal of hers to get more comfortable with her running and to feel confident with her running. And so that was always kind of a weaker point of hers. And as I said before in the podcast that I don't believe that you really make a weak point, a strong point. Her strong point is probably never going to really be the running, but she got better at it. And she definitely was proud of herself and the improvements she made there. But that being said, the obstacles didn't go quite as planned. She missed a few of them. And um, there's 90 burpees involved with three missed obstacles. 90 burpees. Yeah. So you get 30 burpees every time you miss one. You miss three. <laughs> right. And Horrible. so that was tough. Yeah. She was not, she was not super super happy with that, especially when you're talking about a sprint, because um, with the sprints, I guess they're starting to make an obstacle course racing 5K sprints a set distance because they're looking to make an Olympic event out of it potentially. So that's something I think that um, is new, but you don't have as much time to make up for lost time when you do have to do burpees. And so I think that's all, that's interesting. Like you still have to do 30 burpees every time you miss an obstacle on a sprint. But then when you do a beast, like the one I'm getting ready for, it's still 30 burpees. Oh, but even though the distance is longer. Yeah, I have more time to make up. So when you think about it, the running that I do between obstacles can really make up the difference on those burpees if I'm running fast enough. And how about like, how badly did you miss the obstacle? Right, right. If I was right there, can I just do one burpee? See, that's, I, you know, I, there you go. We need to talk to uh, DeSena, right, and give him our feedback. Okay, um, I'm, I'm getting on the phone. Right, right. So, like, like, like he'll care about that. But, yeah, so we uh, talked about why she missed these obstacles. So one we do believe is probably purely mental, which she had missed just a monkey bar obstacle, which she had done in a different course and with no issues. And she doesn't think that it's a hard obstacle, but she had missed it on this same course a year ago, same place. So I think that um, it was probably a little bit more mental than physical. So she was really upset with herself that she missed that and already starting to let that affect her a little bit. And then she got 
kind of a bad call. And from what she said, I kind of agree with her, but uh, I'm going to play devil's advocate too and say that they've got uh, them's the rules, right? So they were doing the Herculean hoist and she was only a few inches from having the bag returned to the ground and she just kind of let it go. And the guy made her do 30 burpees. So like you said, like you were just one step away and then, Dude, right? Oh, that's hard. That's really harsh. And she, and she actually thought he was kidding with her at first, you know, just messing around. Cause it was her. that close. Really, Cause it was that close. Ouch. Yeah, that is tough. But then I do understand their side of it when they're judging these things, because if they let you get away with a few inches and maybe somebody else is going to drop it with a few feet and Hey, that person dropped theirs so I can drop mine. Or you know? if you're in the running for first place and then the runner up is gonna be like, well, I saw he dropped it three inches above the ground. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You've got to abide by those rules. Yeah. And I respect that. Um, you know, but she was looking for some vengeance because last year she had placed fourth. So just outside of getting onto the podium for her age group and the girl who got third missed an obstacle and she didn't do the burpees and they didn't catch her. And so huh. really Aaron was top three. So clearly they have to do a little bit better about, Hey, if you're going to catch one person, you got to catch everybody. Yeah. Uh, you know, or if there's uh, three inches that you're missing on the Herculean hoist, hopefully they're now focused on really watching everybody. And that's just not happening with, you know, some people. So, you know, devil's advocate, but I'm very proud of her process, but it reminds me of the things that we need to be able to focus on when it comes to visualizing in our strategy and how that can help us. And so, these are th hopefully my wife is listening and she will incorporate some of these things besides probably, you know, hopefully I won't get in trouble when I come home after she listens to this for talking about her mistakes. But it's such a perfect example that we have to, if we're going to talk about visualization, it sounds to me, sorry, Aaron, sounds to me like she was maybe focusing on her previous failure. Right. And, and, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure she's happy to help people understand or listen, understand and verify through her experience. And we got to get her on the podcast soon. We, we talk about that. She's just, done it. I mean, and to her credit, again, she's just got so much going on. Like not only does she like help run this business, but she's also training for a second degree black belt and then runs a Spartan. She's a mother. Oh yeah, no. She and and there's a, a, about ten thousand other things that she's right. doing and balancing. And yeah, and and when you say running this Pandola project, I mean that's only one small aspect. We have the brick and mortar, of course. We have all the other projects I have with Bobby McGee and our distance project company that we're starting up. And yeah, she is sort of the default, and she has to help with all of that. So yeah, I kind of conveniently say. Yeah, do this too and, and <laughs> just keep putting more and more on her. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, moving forward with this, it's because I have so much respect for Aaron as a person and as an athlete and everything she juggles to realize if she has some struggles with her own performances or past performances and this visualization that we're talking about today can help to serve her. And we're going to use that example. There's more people out there who are prepared physically, but not mentally, I think, than the other way around. So this is an important subject. Yeah, man, if it can get Aaron, then I'm done for. I just imagine that if she's got some kind of past 
I don't even like the word failure, but you know what I mean. Like she fa- she didn't succeed, so I guess okay, fine, I'll call it a failure. But if she's got something bugging her from her past that she has to face again, that is daunting. And those negative thoughts are so powerful that it's really important to acknowledge them first, but then not let them just sweep you away. Well, you know, I agree. And that's where you said, okay, I'll call it a failure. Well, you know what I'm going to say is, no, it's not a failure because everything you just said, if you learn from it, you understand what it is that you need to do to make changes in a positive direction and to have a more open mindset, then absolutely this was a great way to learn and this was a good experience. So it's not a failure as long as you learn from it. Right, which absolutely in that case is a win. And I think that's even just as important as, you know, if you didn't have that, then you wouldn't ever learn anything. That's exactly it, Matt. So we want to talk about how we can positively use visualization in your goals, whether they be athletic or lifestyle or, you know, little daily things, things that you just have to accomplish in everyday life. And using Aaron's example again, it sounds to me like she was kind of daunted by some negativity from her past trial the the previous year. And that can get you really anxious and your your heart rate just goes up and all of a sudden it's all that you can think about relax that's my first tip is you just have to calm down because those negative thoughts are about to take hold if you just let them get your blood flowing and now you can't focus on anything else right so we have some steps here to be able to use visualization in a daily practice and i emphasize daily having a ritual, having something that you are doing consistently, I believe that that's what really helps to build confidence and trust in your process. So Jake, we have five steps that we can use in our daily visualization, but I always like to give credit with credits due. These five steps come from Dr. Joanne Cotter, and she's the one who is of course, the guru behind a lot of these visualization techniques that I have learned from my PECI coaching. So thank you again to Dr. Joanne for these great tips. But uh, let's let's go through the five tips, Jake. Absolutely. So first, you want to relax. Put yourself in a state where you are even open to positivity, which is really hard when your anxiety is up and your blood pressure is up. So you want to practice deep abdominal breathing, and that automatically is going to start this process at least in the right direction. So from there, you want 10 of those, 10 of those deep belly breaths, and that alone is going to do wonders for you. But we've got three more. The next one is to tighten your body. So squeeze as much as possible and then relax. Let it go. You build tension and then you release that tension, which leads me to number four, which is reset whenever you may need it. That means you don't have to only do this at certain times of the day. Whenever you find yourself getting toward more negativity, reset. Go back to step one and two. Find those 10 deep belly breaths get yourself back on track. And finally, number five is use your imagery during your actual events. That is, if you are a competitive athlete and you've trained your mind to think this way, you can use that when you really need it. It's not just for training. So if you're all worked up because you've got a project that you have to present to other colleagues or whatever it is, you can use these 10 deep belly breaths to get yourself through that situation just as much as you can on the field or the court. Right, Matt? 
Yeah, man. No, this is all really important to visualize your daily goals and make sure that you are putting in this practice regularly. I can't stress enough that something as simple as deep abdominal breathing, so you're getting that inner balloon that you're blowing up. If you're doing that 10 times, just see how that feels, but I have never had another client doing that and then tell me they feel more stressed, right? Absolutely. It is so tangible to me. It starts at like the sixth or seventh breath for me. I can go, oh, that's what I was looking for. And if you feel like you need another 10 breaths, well, then take another 10 breaths. You are allowed to do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, these are things, you know, again, incremental, and you can put this into your day. It doesn't need to all be done at once. You can space it out. And I like to really fragment things like this, fragmental training or fragmental practices. In other words, you're breaking up sets throughout the day and making this a really a consistent part of your day so that it's something you're used to doing and it becomes more automatic, not just something you have to remind yourself to do. At first, yes, you do have to remind yourself a lot. And eventually, you realize that, oh man, I, I feel much better. Oh man, I've actually been just taking some slow, deep breaths and I didn't even think about it. It just happened now. Which leads us on to our next topic, Matt, which is practice being focused and yet relaxed at the same time. So focus doesn't have to induce anxiety or just because something is important to you and it's, it's important that you succeed in it, that doesn't mean that you have to get all tense about it. So I like to stay calm, stay relaxed. Okay, now I can start taking steps toward my goal. Yeah, tuning in what matters, tuning out what doesn't. That's a key takeaway. How many times are you getting stressed over things that don't really matter long term? I'm not a big golfer, Matt, but golf definitely comes to mind here because what happens when you're about to swing and you're thinking, don't hit the water, don't hit the water, you're going to hit the water. Right. And the last time I went golfing, that happened three times, three golf balls I lost in that little lake because I was focused on that. Well, you know, that's a classic sport example, and I love it because it's it happens to a lot of people. And then really just in regular life, I have to tell you, I'm, I'm pretty emotionally invested into what I do, and it does really bother me when there's, let's say, those influencers out there that we've talked about before that affects people in a negative way, and especially when it comes back to me and I hear about these situations. So for example, when I hear about people just taking all of these unnecessary supplements or mm -hmm. things that I don't really feel like it's healthy for them and they don't need to spend their hard-earned money on these things, or just it's giving them false hope or false promise, and then they just end up getting disappointed. So I get really worked up about things like that, and I think to myself, man, it's not that it doesn't matter. It does matter, but it's not something that I can change, and especially when these aren't even people that I know. It's just a topic that frustrates me, and of course, there are things that I can focus on, and I can focus now, and my task at hand or 
the things that I can control now will eventually hopefully make a change in our environment and the way that we see these things. Because for example, the more we get this podcast out, the more that we're educating people because we have a bigger audience, the more I can help people understand the differences between what they are influenced by or what is real and what's really going to help them. So instead of just getting frustrated, I can actually do something about it. The problem is a lot of times when we look at long term, I'm not going to necessarily see the immediate return on my investment. And that makes it difficult. It's easier, I think much easier for all of us to just focus in on the negative and allow these things to influence how we feel right now because that's immediate. I think the negative is often immediate. And then it's your reaction that takes that pause and then to see any kind of positivity in it you have to kind of take a step back because the negatives are going to be right there they are obvious and they are usually our first target for what to focus on and what we're trying to get through to you guys is take a step back from that and then refocus revisualize on something that is positive and productive yeah jake so a good example Aaron and I were talking over the weekend about how many people at Spartan were taping up. And oh, uh-huh. you mean like uh, physio tape like yeah, on knees like and the, stuff? Yeah, the yeah. K-tape stuff and that tape that, of course, you know, you have your rock tape or your K-tape, any, any of that type of taping. I'm not against that taping altogether, but what I'm against is a lot of these placebos and or nocebos that are out there. So what I mean by that is the placebo can be, I put this tape on and now my knee feels better. But what happens when that tape gets pulled off your knee during the race? Oh, it's terrible. Right? My knee is killing me now. I can't do it without the tape, right? And that's the nocebo effect where if you don't have this tape, you're not going to be able to race or it's going to hurt. Or, and that really frustrates both of us because we're both you know, LMTs and we've put our time in. But the people that are sort of behind the nocebo effect of this, well, they, you know, they might have taken a class for a weekend and now they're taping everybody up and they're, I mean, I, I get it. They're trying to help people maybe at the same time, maybe they're trying to sort of be that person with all the answers or they're trying to sell tape or I feel like a lot of times egos get in the way where, oh, I took a class and now I know how to tape people. That Okay, that's one very small aspect of how to help people. And it's not the answer for everybody, certainly. In fact, it's only if anything, going to be a temporary answer or should be a temporary answer. And what I just just fumes me is when I start hearing about how these athletes need to have this tape so their knee doesn't hurt and it's a year later and they're still doing the same thing. And that's when I get mad about the influencers, right? And as Aaron and I can both attest to, long-term, there's better solutions and solutions that you can control. So these are things that we're passionate about. And if we take our passions and we work on how we can focus forward or focus now on the task at hand, which is educating people, which was what I'm doing right this moment. Right now. Then there's less room for the negative thoughts in my mind 
And that's what I need to stick to because let's face it, if I let those negative thoughts take over, it just goes nowhere and it takes away from helping people like I should be. Those positive thoughts can certainly help keep away the negative ones. And if those negatives do pop up, it's important that you understand what to do with them and how to change your mindset into something positive, Matt. So when those things pop up. So yeah, Jake, that's kind of my point is I just, I I do let these negative emotions or thoughts get in the way sometimes. And, And it probably happens more than it should. And I have to go through my visualization goals daily, get myself right again. These things will pop up and we need to arm ourselves with the techniques and the tactics and the consistency so that we can get back on track. And that would happen, I'd say, on a daily basis, several times a day, not just once in a while. Um, I don't know if that's just me, but it's not. That's me, too. And, and so, that, I mean, I just, I, hopefully that being transparent about that, people realize that I struggle with it too. I fall off of that wagon all the time and it's so easy. It's like a soap opera. You just can't, the drama, the drama, and you're just getting lost in the drama. And the visualization has really helped me. I'm, I'm super grateful for Dr. Delcotter as far as learning these techniques from her. And I do believe that these are things that we should learn for all aspects of our lives, not just for sports. I totally agree with that, man. I've got a couple of examples that I'm just thinking of, but more so going off of what you just said, that these negative will pop up. I notice negatives more than at any other time when I'm driving because I will get angry when I hit a red light. I normally never, I don't care. It never bothers me. But if my mindset isn't right, if it's in a negative setting already, oh, red lights will make me so mad, Matt. But then you just take your 10 breaths. You realize it doesn't matter. It's going to be fine. And I can move forward then. I need to take those 10 breaths when somebody zips around me without a blinker to just get right ahead of me for that red light. Oh, yeah. What what have you accomplished? Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I was on the highway last week, and this guy does this. I'm in the fast lane, and I'm slowing down, and I'm going slower than the speed limit, okay, Mm -hmm. in the fast lane. I get it. Why am I doing that? Because there's a traffic jam up ahead and I see it and he zips around me and then just cuts, I'm, I'm saying inches in front of me to teach me a lesson, I yeah. guess. And then he realizes what's ahead of him and he slams on his brake and I, I almost hit him. And I was just seeing red. I definitely had to take my <laughs> breaths. I, I will admit I laid on my horn for uh, longer than I probably I sh- probably shouldn't have done it, period. But anyways. There's thinking, a time and a place. I'm going to make a difference here, right? Oh, yeah. I'm going to teach this oh, guy yeah. never to do this again. I'm going to embarrass him. No, as soon as the traffic started moving, he no blinker. He started weaving his way like he's in the Indy 500, just zipping out of the traffic as quickly as he could, just causing accidents left and right. Ugh. He doesn't care as long as he gets to his destination 10 seconds sooner, yeah, right? Yeah, dude, I hope that guy learns that lesson the easy way because the hard way is, is not what you want. But Oh, let's take some deep breaths. I feel like uh, we, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, man, I'm road rage. I do get the road rage, man. I get it. And senses are heightened on the roads when one is behind the wheel. But my other example that I was thinking of is like if you have a job interview, are you focused on what you don't know or are you focused on the negatives that people are going to like poke 
poke at you like oh maybe you you think you're faking it and so they're gonna ask you like prove that you're not faking it or are you focusing and visualizing success and maybe your vision of success is being on a team with these people maybe you've seen the layout of the interior of the building and you just said i have a place here i can see myself here those thoughts are going to serve you much better than thinking that everyone's going to call you out for a fake <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think, Jake, we all suffer from that imposter syndrome. I definitely felt like that when I was asked to speak with muscle and fitness. And again, I'm thinking to myself, am I that guy? Like, am I really the guru on this subject or is there somebody they should be talking to other than me? Yeah. And when you're at that focal point and you're looking around and you're like, there's nobody else here. It's just me. Am I the expert? Yeah, that imposter syndrome, that's a real thing, man. And and it's it, I guess it's it's part what makes us better because we don't really put ourselves on that pedestal in our minds. We should be better. And I guess that can be a good thing. And again, though, I had to go back to my visualization and just reminding myself that, yeah, I belong here. I see myself here. I put a lot of work and a lot of years and a lot of research behind all of this, a lot of experience. I'm not just saying this. These are things that I know and I need to just have confidence in that. So visualizing myself in that experience, uh, that really does help. And then just something as simple as, talking to you about my schedule during the week, what I've decided. We talk a lot about, I feel like, anti-Netflix and then how good Netflix is. It's a real problem, man. <laughs> we got to make up our minds one is of these this, days. Is this just us? Or, or I feel like, yeah, we, we have so much revolved around Netflix and whether we're watching it or not. But Powerful uh, tool. It can be <laughs> really addicting. <laughs> we should do a study on Netflix, how addicting it is. Uh, I mean, just all the binge watching, watching that's possible. Like, I don't blame anybody who, you know, binge watches a Netflix show because it, it, they, it's so good. It's so much better than TV used to be. Mm-hmm. It's like the quality of movies, but then you can watch like The Witcher all at once. or Which I did. Oh my gosh, that was really <laughs> I good. I loved it, man. The Witcher, oh, hands down. I want to buy the books. <laughs> I'm going to start playing the games. I'm yeah. in. Yeah. So my point to that, Jake, is that during my week, we were just discussing this before the podcast today, Monday through Thursday, especially those four days, I am going to kind of grind it out more and um, really focus on how I can get or how much I can get done during the week and not really giving myself time to watch, you know, The Witcher or something like that. Um, but in, in maybe my days are a little longer Monday through Thursday, and that's okay though because I'm visualizing seeing myself playing, you know, cornhole tournament with my daughter over the weekend, and that's what I can look forward to. Which, by the way, she's better than me. She beats <laughs> me, and she tells me she's going to beat me. She like completely. She she's it she teach mental athlete. It right? works. She tells me she's like, you know what, Daddy? It doesn't matter if you get three points right now because then I'll just get three points. Like she's that confident. And you know what? I believe her. (laughs) So, you know, we enjoy that and I can see myself doing that with her if I just work hard now. I'll have time to do that over the weekend. And yeah, time to watch a little bit of Witcher if I want to. So, you know, I put that work up front and then I'll have more time on my weekend. That's that's the way I've kind of used this too. 
Yeah, so just an example about how you can use this visualization for a lot more than just health and fitness goals. It's certainly helpful if you believe it, and visualization will help you believe yourself. And that I can do this mentality is a lot more powerful and helpful than maybe I can't. Yeah, man. And you know what else you can do? You can send us an email. Always, we love to hear from you. Project at gmail.com. You can get in touch online, Facebook and Instagram. And hey, we have an announcement. We are going to switch up the format of when we publish these episodes. We want to give you more time to actually digest the content. And so we have decided we will maintain Monday Motivation, obviously releasing every Monday. And then we're going to push our feature episode from Wednesdays to Thursdays. Hopefully that will get you a little bit closer to your weekend you can focus more on the content because those episodes matt are typically longer and we want to give you enough time not only after the monday motivation but enough time where you have some free time to digest a little bit better yeah and this is just another good example of how the feedback helps this is just something we've been hearing as a suggestion we're going to go with your suggestion on this great suggestion let's give it a try and again please do let your friends and family anybody that you believe will benefit from listening to these podcasts know about us we'd love to get their feedback as well and in the meantime remember every day not just today is your chance to visualize success thanks for listening